thank God from within your heart. Just tell him how much you love him with your own words. Speak from within your heart. Just say, Lord, thank you for this glorious year that we've had. That indeed it was the year of the Lord's favor. We have seen your goodness in our lives like never before. We have witnessed such miracles in our lives. Thank you for all your wondrous works, your faithfulness, your goodness, your beauty. Thank you for loving us so dearly. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for honoring us. Thank you for preserving our lives. Thank you for protecting us from the wills of the devil. Thank you, Father God, for directing our paths, for opening up our spiritual eyes and ears. Thank you, Lord, for preserving us. Yes, we are truly grateful, Father God, of all that you have done for us. Thank you, Father God, for the blessings that we have received thus far. Every single one of our brethren, Father God, they live in divine hell. They are divinely protected. They shall never be sick. They are perfect and complete and they lack nothing. Poverty is not their portion. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for our families, for this nation, South Africa, that it is indeed truly a blessed nation. We thank you, Father God, for your hand is indeed mighty upon us. It is mighty in our homes, in our marriages, in our families, and in our businesses. Our hearts are full of gratitude. Yes, we thank you, Father God, for indeed in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. We live in joy joy unspeakable thank you lord for blessing us thank you for honoring us thank you for magnifying us and for purifying our lives in jesus mighty name we pray amen hallelujah praise the lord you may take your seats thank you it's good to have you here Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in the house of God? Are you really excited? Are you really excited? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm so very glad to be in the house of God this morning. I look forward to this day. I was waiting for it. I was expecting it. I was, I was, I couldn't wait just to give thanks to God. 
There is nothing that that is better than being in the house of God and just giving thanks. There is no prayer that is as powerful than giving thanks. The most powerful prayer that you will ever pray in your life is a prayer of thanksgiving. Not because you want a lotto, which you might not, even if you were to live for a thousand years to come. So, learn to give thanks under every circumstances. The Bible says that is the will of God concerning our lives. In every circumstances, whether you are you are happy or you feel unhappy, give thanks. Whether you are going through challenges, give thanks. They just fired you from your job, give thanks. The landlord tells you you will not have a place to stay tomorrow, give thanks. When you don't feel like praying, give thanks. Under every circumstances, whether you have all the money that you want on earth or not, give thanks. You were expecting something from God this year of the Lord's favor and you still do not have it, give thanks. Irrespective of what may have happened, you must always have an attitude of gratitude. Be grateful to God. Be content in your life. Be happy with what the Lord is doing. I, I don't feel like coming here this morning, I mean especially after driving half a night. You know, I went to a wedding in Venda. I was at a wedding yesterday. Wow, I have not seen people so very excited. And I told myself that if this man can this be excited throughout his marriage, he will have a beautiful marriage. Because you see, a wedding is a once of occasion. Eh? We get to be so happy and so celebrate and forget the real thing. What this very occasion ought to bring about. It's a good start. Everyone, well, not everyone really. I don't want to speak for every woman. I mean, if, if there's anyone who so decides, I do not want to get married, it's still fine. I'm just saying, it's the most beautiful thing. It's, it's such an occasion, such an experience. So, one of Dickie's uh, younger brothers um, was getting married yesterday. And um, you miss those days, you know? Being in a wedding and just celebrating the whole day. Nothing else. We even forget to eat. I'm so very happy. 
for every one of you. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm so very excited in my spirit that you have made it this far in this year. And all the things you have had as far, I believe those are things that will sustain you, that will carry you through, that will launch you into the new year. You want to step into it on a very high note, irrespective of whatever may have happened during this year. It is no coincidence that you hear, hearing the things you hear, listening to the Word of God, being able to give yourself time to celebrate in the presence of God, being able to do the things that you so desire to do. Use this opportunity you have when you still have it. Celebrating your life. And by so doing, you're celebrating Christ. It is the most beautiful thing you can think of. If you come to look at it in that manner, you'll be amazed what God can do in your life. The person you honor, you will do anything for him. Think about what people used to do back in the days when there's somebody who's a king or a chief. They would put together the very best of the gifts that will go and present to their king, honoring him. And you know when they do so, Pigina said here the other time something very remarkable. That when you go to a king and you have something you want to give to a king and he receives your gift, he wants to demonstrate to you that he is a king. And the only way to do that, he wants to do something for you that will remind you of his kingship over your life. That will say to you that indeed he's a king. You may have gone to a king just to give him a, a, a hundred rand or a thousand rand. That is just, you're giving it with all your heart. That is what really matters. That it must come from your heart. It must be something that you're doing it with your heart. You need to give willingly so. And because God sees your heart all the time, He blesses you. So your thanksgiving is a catalyst for a blessing. It releases such blessings upon your life. Not just a blessing. You are, you are provoking God even where you may not have had um, um, so much that you you think uh, perhaps is reason enough to give to God. But because you're giving with your heart, God will surely bless you. He will do something special in your situation. So, it is 
something that you need to take very, very seriously. Giving thanks is a testimony. You are testifying who God is and what He has done for you. If you read Psalm 105, 1, the Bible says, Giving thanks to the Lord. It says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. Let the whole world know what He has done. Give thanks. By giving thanks, you are already letting the whole world know what God has done. It is a testimony already of His goodness in your life. It makes you realize that God has given you more than you desire. You, you, you ought to realize that the things that God is, is, is done for you in your life it is already more than you need or more than you deserve yourself. Know it in your heart. Because if you don't, you may find yourself missing out on God because you are failing to recognize that He has been so good to you. You need to move away from the thinking that it is uh, it is a right to see it being a privilege. Is it will help you to be able to give them. You know, you know the attitude that no, it is my right. I deserve it. It's very difficult that that person will give thanks because they suddenly just develop such an attitude. So they don't really, they don't really see any any reason why they ought to be giving thanks, and that is very dangerous. That is not good. Think about you when you were growing up, when you are able to say to those elders, "Thank you for the money you gave me. Thank you for the clothes you bought for me. Thank you." for uh, taking care of me and all that you're doing for me. How much they themselves are compelled to do more. Any parent whose children are thankful, grateful, they're able to express such. You as a parent, you will always be prompted or be compelled to do more. Than you would have done. So there's reason enough that you find yourself doing so much. When you are, when you have such attitude of gratitude, it helps you to live in the present. It helps you to see this day for what it is. And this very moment you have as a gift to be able to receive in the abundance today. What this day has for you because there's a blessing for you for each day. Bible says he daily loads us 
with benefits. Hallelujah. So see the psalms and begin to thank God. Thanking God brings such contentment and true happiness in your life. If you read 1 Timothy chapter number 6, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Praise the Lord. Godliness with contentment is great gain, the Bible says. Godliness without contentment is just a waste. Godliness without contentment is as useless. It is a loss. So, it is not always good that one may claim that they are living such a godly life or they are in class or they are as righteous yet they are not content in their lives. That is not something which is good for you. In verse 7 it says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we carry nothing out, and having food and clothing, with this we shall be content. It is a having all the money you want. It is a having everything you want. You don't need to have everything for you to be content. It is having food and clothing that is good enough for you to be content. So be content with such things as you have. Don't wait for somebody to promise something to you for you to be content or in order for you to be happy in your life. Have an attitude of gratitude. He says having clothes and food is good enough. That is good enough for you to be content. So, make it a point that you are indeed happy in your life. You are always, um, you know, you are grateful to God. You are able to give thanks to God under all circumstances. Praise the Lord. Verse number nine says, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation of this and its name and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Hallelujah. So, be very careful 
what you do where your where, where your where your heart is or what what is really what is really you know preoccupying your mind all the time if it is money that is very dangerous you will end up worshiping it than worshiping the god of money and you end up not having it because you are now focused on the wrong thing hallelujah in philippians 4 11 he says not that i was ever in need what a testimony have you gotten to that point where you you are so very convinced in your spirit that there is no such thing as needs there is no such thing as lack what what a testimony how many people can genuinely say that in my entire life I was never in need of anything because he has provision for all that I need he has already preplanned before the need existed he has already made such provision for everything that I'll ever need in this life. He says, not that I was ever in need. For I've learned to get along happily. Whether I have much or little. Learn to get along happily. Whether you have in abundance or just a little. True gratitude for God. And the abundance he gives protects us from listening to the wrong voices. You know when you're sitting there, two things could be happening. Either the Holy Spirit is ministering to you, or the devil himself is talking. Don't say the devil doesn't talk to you. You'll be lying. For the Bible says one day God was having a meeting with his angels and Satan was amongst them himself. And he spoke to him. He was asking, have you seen my servant Job? He knew Job. So this was now a conversation between God and Satan in the presence of his angels. So two things can be happening. Now I'm saying pay very careful attention to your dreams because the Spirit of God is going to speak to you in your dreams. God wants to reveal himself to you in your sleep. So when you go to bed, you need a pen and paper. So that when you receive such a dream from God, because that dream from God, a dream from the devil. The dream that you receive from God, you want to write it down and make it plain. So that you do not forget it, your son. You want to be able to use that dream to be able to make such important decisions because one God spoke to you in a dream how much of what you are is to do with a dream or dreams you may have had up till now 
Are you very convinced that? Are you are you as convinced? Your life it is what it is today because of the dreams that you may have had. Let me say these few things to you that you need to take very careful note of and uh, it will help you to think what to be able to do things that will help you align with your dreams. Number one, the dream from God will stay with you for life. Know that in your heart that when you receive a dream from God, it will stay with you for life. And dreams that are not from God, they are usually incomplete. You may not even remember them. They don't even last in your memories. Many times you wake up, you're starting to remember what, what is it that I, I was dreaming about and I can't really remember, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think there was something to do with uh, um, um, uh, uh, my, my brother or sister, cousin, whatever. Suddenly you can't even remember your son. So that you just say, when I say to you, not all dreams are from, are from God. Let me read you Ecclesiastes uh, chapter number, number five. I was just explaining you why it is important for you to give thanks to God. Now, let me tell you what he really wants you to understand during this month. It is a very important month for us. Now I'm going to, I'm going to be so very careful and be attentive enough to your dreams. In verse number one, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what that they do wrong. Then he says, do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart. To utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. A dream comes when there are many cares. And many words mark the speech of a fool. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has, no, he has no pleasure in fools. Then he says, fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you to sin. And do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. Why should God be angry at what you say? and destroy the work of your hands. Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Therefore, fear God. That will help you to be able to not to always say things just for the sake of saying them. Not to make a vow and not be able to um, honor such a vow. It is not right. So, that is something which 
you need to always be careful on so that you are able to focus on the dreams that are from God. You need to pray after every dream. And the reason for it is either you want it fulfilled or to cancel it. So, if it is one of those scheduled, one of those from the devil, you want to cancel it. One of those that you know that this cannot be done. You must be very quick to cancel such a dream. Because truth is, because when you sleep, your spirit is not sleeping. As your dream is coming to your spirit, you may find yourself speaking or saying things in the process of dreaming. Which, if you are not as careful enough, it is the very things that may hinder you from experiencing God or the, the true blessing of God because you were not careful enough. So be quick to cancel a bad dream. A dream that is not from God. A dream that is from the devil. Something that doesn't align with his, um, with his plan, with his will for yourself. But if it is a dream from God, you want to pray such a prayer. When you wake up in this month, the very first thing you want to do is to pray the dream that you receive from God that it be fulfilled in your life. Many a times, people are missing out on their dreams because they tend to ignore them. They don't do anything about it. So just because you have dreamt doesn't mean that you will have what you want. Oh, I dreamt having a beautiful house and it just stays there. The house will not come. Or oh, I dreamt being a new job. I dreamt being in this, uh, you know, and, and because you're not careful enough to be able to pray such prayers that will have your life with that particular dream, it may not come. So dreaming and just continue dreaming without getting to a point where you are now bringing the very dreams that you're dreaming into fruition, it just becomes a waste of time as we just read in the scriptures just now. So it is very important for you to pray the right prayers so that God speaks to you through such uh, dreams. This is the one thing that you must look forward to and be very careful what you are doing, what to do after you had such a dream. He's able to reveal his plan to you. He can be able to give you instruction to show you what are the things that you need to be doing. Could it be a warning in some instances? And always have to remember such a dream that he spoke to you and he will show you what to do in your dream. He wants to reveal his plan in your dream. So be quick to be able to do what he is asking you to do. Job. Book Job. I'll read you Job 33. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet not man does not perceive it. Then he says, in a dream, in a vision of a night, and that is where uh, the difference is between the dream and the vision. But 
this is now saying that sometimes God can give you his vision through a dream in the night. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon me, upon men, while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn men from his deed and conceal pride from men. He keeps back his power from the pit. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the soul. Man is also chastened with pain on his back and with strong pain in many of his bones so that his life abhors bread and his soul succulent food. His flesh wastes away from sight and his bones stick out which once were not seen. Yes, his soul draws near to the pit and his life to the executioners. If there is a messenger for him, a mediator, one among a thousand, to show man his uprightness, then he is gracious to him and says, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be young like a child. He shall return to the days of his youth. He shall pray to God and he will delight in him. He shall see his face with joy. For he restores to man his righteousness. Then he looks at man and says, I have seen and perverted what was wrong, and it did not profit me. He will redeem his soul from going down to the pit, and his life shall see the land. Then he says, Behold, God works all these things twice, sometimes, in fact, three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life. Give ear, he says, Job, listen to me, hold your peace, and I'll speak. That is just what we need to learn. That God speaks to us in our, in our dreams. I'll talk to you, perhaps, in the next meeting, concerning visions and what to do with them. Because there's, there's a big difference between the two. It is very important to understand what to do with a vision God has given you. A vision can come to you as you're sitting here. You only need to be, to be um, um, you know, attentive enough and, and, and be you know, um, listening with your spirit. He, he will give you a vision, vision of God. It, it reveals God's nature. It, it, it can come to you as you are praying. It is important for you to understand and be able to do what is required from you so that this becomes a, a reality. You're able to bring this to fruition in your personal life. There is no better time to be paying attention to your dreams than now. Because that is what will help you going into the new year. It will help you be able to align yourself with his plan and his purpose for you and the very things that God wants concerning your life. I'm, I'm believing 
and hoping that God will reveal himself to you in a much greater measure. You will come to experience God at a different level in your life. You will come to know him. You will find yourself in his presence 24-7, hearing his voice all the time. You will not miss God in this time. Be attentive enough to his word. Be able to hear, with the, listen with the ears of the Spirit, that you do not miss anything that the Spirit of God wants to reveal to you. It will help you begin to plan properly going into the new year. Begin to do the things that will help you to bring forth such excellent results and be fruitful and productive in all that you do. That is the one thing that I so much believe when you pay careful attention to. It will help you not to chase other people's dreams in life. Many people are not successful because they have left their own dreams and they are going after other people's dreams. Whatever it is that God has said to them, seemingly it doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. And that is why life is a struggle. Things are the way they are. So there comes a time when you just need to give yourself time to listen to the Spirit of God, what God wants revealed to you specifically concerning His plans and His will for your life and be able to follow this religiously so with all that you are. Before you know, your life has turned around for good. Things will begin to align. There will be, be, be that alignment with what you are experiencing in your life and what is happening in the realm of the Spirit. Thank you. God bless you. We're going to give thanks. Just lift your hands toward heaven and just thank God from within your heart. Just tell him how much you love him with your own words. Speak from within your heart. Just say, Lord, thank you. For this glorious year that we have. That indeed it was the year of the Lord's favor. We have seen your goodness in our lives like never before. We have witnessed such miracles in our lives. Thank you for all your wondrous works. Your faithfulness. Your goodness, your beauty. Thank you for loving us so dearly. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for honoring us. Thank you for preserving our lives. Thank you for protecting us from the wills of the devil. Thank you, Father God, for directing our paths for opening up our spiritual eyes and ears. Thank you, Lord, for preserving us. Yes, we are truly grateful, Father God, of all that you have done for us. Thank you, Father God, for the blessings that we have received thus far. Every single one of our brethren, 
Father God, they live in divine health. They are divinely protected. They shall never be sick. They are perfect and complete and they lack nothing. Poverty is not their portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for our families, for this nation, South Africa, that it is indeed truly a blessed nation. We thank you, Father God, for your hand is indeed mighty upon us. It is mighty in our homes, in our marriages, in our families, and in our businesses. Our hearts are full of gratitude. Yes, we thank you, Father God, for indeed in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. We live in joy, joy unspeakable. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. Thank you for honoring us. Thank you for magnifying us and for purifying our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may take your seats. Thank you. It's good to have you here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in the house of God? Are you really excited? Are you really excited? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm so very glad to be in the house of God this morning. I look forward to this day. I was waiting for it. I was expecting it. I was, I was, I couldn't wait just to give thanks to God. There is nothing that that is better than being in the house of God and just giving thanks. There is no prayer that is as powerful than giving thanks. The most powerful prayer that you will ever pray in your life is a prayer of thanksgiving. Not because you want a lotto, which you might not, even if you were to live for a thousand years to come. So, Learn to give thanks under every circumstances. The Bible says that is the will of God concerning our lives. In every circumstances, whether you are you are happy or you feel unhappy, give thanks. Whether you are going through challenges give thanks. They just fired you from your job, give thanks. The landlord tells you you will not have a place to stay tomorrow, give thanks. When you don't feel like praying, give thanks. Under every circumstances, 
whether you have all the money that you want on hand or not, give thanks. You were expecting something from God this year of the Lord's favor and you still do not have it. Give thanks. Irrespective of what may have happened, you must always have an attitude of gratitude. Be grateful to God. Be content in your life. Be happy with what the Lord is doing. I, I didn't feel like coming here this morning, I mean especially after driving half a night. You know, I went to a wedding in Vendor. I was at a wedding yesterday. Wow, I, I have not seen people so very excited. And I told just that if this man can this be excited throughout his marriage, he will have a beautiful marriage. Because you see, a wedding is a once of occasion. Eh? We get to be so happy and so celebrate and forget the real thing. What this very occasion ought to bring about. It's a good start. Everyone, well, not everyone really. I don't want to speak for every woman. I mean, if, if there's anyone who so decides, I do not want to get married, it's still fine. I'm just saying, it's the most beautiful thing. It's, it's such an occasion, such an experience. So, one of Dickinson's uh, younger brothers uh, was getting married yesterday. And um, you miss those days, you know? Being in a wedding and just celebrating the whole day. Nothing else. We even forget to eat. I'm so very happy for every one of you. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm so very excited in my spirit that you have made it this far in this year. And all the things you have had as far, I believe those are things that will sustain you, that will carry you through, that will launch you into the new year. You want to step into it on a very high note, irrespective of whatever may have happened during this year. It is no coincidence that you hear, hearing the things you hear, listening to the word of God, being able to give yourself time to celebrate in the presence of God, being able to do the things that you so desire to do. Use this opportunity you have when you still have it. Celebrating your life. And by so doing, you're celebrating Christ. It is the most beautiful thing you can think of. If you come to look at it in that manner, you'll be amazed what God can do in your life. The person you honor, 
you will do anything for him. Think about what people used to do back in the days when there's somebody who's a king or a chief. They would put together the very best of the gifts that will go and present to their king, honoring him. And you know when they do so, Ina said here the other time something very remarkable that when you go to a king and you have something you want to give to a king and he receives your gift he wants to demonstrate to you that he is a king and the only way to do that he wants to do something for you that will remind you of his kingship over your life. That will say to you that indeed he's a king. You may have gone to a king just to give him a, a, a hundred rand or a thousand rand. That is just you're giving it with all your heart. That is what really matters. That it must come from your heart. It must be something that you're doing it with your heart. You need to give willingly so. And because God sees your heart all the time, He blesses you. So your thanksgiving is a catalyst for a blessing. It releases such blessings upon your life. Not just a blessing. You are, you are provoking God even where you may not have had um, um, so much that you you will think uh, perhaps is reason enough to give to God. But because you're giving with your heart, God will surely bless you. He will do something special in your situation. So, it is something that you need to take very, very seriously. Giving thanks is a testimony. You are testifying who God is and what He has done for you. If you read Psalm 1051, the Bible says, Giving thanks to the Lord. It says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. Let the whole world know what He has done. Give thanks. By giving thanks, you are already letting the whole world know what God has done. It is a testimony already of His goodness in your life. It makes you realize that God has given you more than you desire. You, you, you ought to realize that the things that God is, is, is done for you in your life it is already more than you need or more than you deserve yourself. Know it in your heart. Because if you don't, you may find yourself missing out on God 
because you are failing to recognize that he has been so good to you. You need to move away from the thinking that it is a, it is a right to see it being a privilege. Is it will help you to be able to give the you know you know the attitude that no it is my right I deserve it. It's very difficult that that person will give thanks because they suddenly just develop such an attitude. So they don't really they don't really see any any reason why they ought to be giving thanks, and that is very dangerous. That is not good. Think about you when you are growing up, when you are able to say to those elders, thank you for the money you gave me, thank you for the clothes you bought for me, thank you for uh, taking care of me and all that you're doing for me. How much they themselves are compelled to do more. Any parent whose children are thankful, grateful, they are able to express such. You as a parent, you will always be prompted or be compelled to do more than you would have done. So there's reason enough that you find yourself doing so much. When you are, when you have such attitude of gratitude, it helps you to live in the present. It helps you to see this day for what it is. And this very moment you have as a gift to be able to receive in the abundance today what this day has for you. Because there's a blessing for you for each day. Bible says he daily loads us with benefits. Hallelujah. So see the such and begin to thank God. Thanking God brings such contentment and true happiness in your life. If you read First Timothy chapter number six, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Praise the Lord. Godliness with contentment is great gain, the Bible says. Godliness without contentment is just a waste. Godliness without contentment is as useless. It is a loss. So it is not always good that one may claim that they are living such a godly life or they are in class or they are as righteous yet they are not content in their lives. That is not something which is good for you. 
In verse 7 he says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it's, it is certain that we carry nothing up, and having food and clothing, with this we shall be content. He didn't say having all the money you want. He didn't say having everything you want. You don't need to have everything for you to be content. He says having food and clothing that is good enough for you to be content. So be content with such things as you have. Don't wait for somebody to promise something to you for you to be content or in order for you to be happy in your mouth. Have an attitude of gratitude. He says having clothes and food is good enough. That is good enough for you to be content. So, make it a point that you are indeed happy in your life. You are always, um, you know, you are grateful to God. You are able to give thanks to God under all circumstances. Praise the Lord. Verse number nine says, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation of this and its name and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Hallelujah. So, be very careful what you do, where your where, where your where your heart is, or what, what is really what is really you know preoccupying your mind all the time. If it is money, that is very dangerous. You will end up worshiping it than worshiping the God of money. And you end up not having it because you are now focused on the wrong thing. Hallelujah. In Philippians 4, 11, it says, not that I was ever in need. What a testimony. Have you gotten to that point where you are so very convinced in your spirit that there is no such thing as needs. There is no such thing as lack. What, what a testimony. How many people can genuinely say that in my entire life I was never in need of anything because he has provision for all that I need. He has already preplanned before the need existed. He has already made such provision for everything that I'll ever need in this life. 
He says, not that I was ever in need, for I've learned to get along happily, whether I have much or little. Learn to get along happily, whether you have in abundance or just a little. True gratitude for God and the abundance He gives protects us from listening to the wrong voices. You know when you're sitting there, two things could be happening. Either the Holy Spirit is ministering to you, or the devil himself is talking. Don't say the devil doesn't talk to you. You'll be lying. For the Bible says one day God was having a meeting with his angels and Satan was amongst them himself. And he spoke to him. Who was asking, have you seen my servant Job? He knew Job. So this was now a conversation between God and Satan in the presence of his angels. So two things can be happening. Now I'm saying pay very careful attention to your dreams because the Spirit of God is going to speak to you in your dreams. God wants to reveal himself to you in your sleep. So when you go to bed, you need a pen and paper so that when you receive such a dream from God, because that dream from God, a dream from the devil. The dream that you receive from God, you want to write it down and make it plain. So that you do not forget it, your son. You want to be able to use that dream to be able to make such important decisions. Because one, God spoke to you in a dream. How much of what you are is to do with a dream or dreams you may have had up till now? Are you very convinced that are you, are you as convinced your life is what it is today because of the dreams that you may have had? Let me say these few things to you that you need to take very careful note of and uh, it will help you to think what to be able to do things that will help you align with your dreams number one the dream from god will stay with you for life know that in your heart that when you receive a dream from god it will stay with you for life and dreams that are not from god they are usually incomplete. You may not even remember them. They don't even last in your memories. Many times you wake up, you're starting to remember. What, what is it that I, I was dreaming about? I, I can't really remember, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think there was something to do with the, um, 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 uh, my, my brother or sister, cousin, whatever. Suddenly you can't even remember your son. So that you just say, what I say to you, not all dreams are from, are from God. Let me read you Ecclesiastes uh, chapter number, number five. I was just explaining you 
why it is important for you to give thanks to them. Now, let me tell you what he really wants you to understand during this month. It is a very important month for us. I'm going to, I'm going to be so very careful and be attentive enough to your dreams. In verse number one, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what that they do wrong. Then he says, do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart. To utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. A dream comes when there are many cares. And many words mark the speech of a fool. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no, he has no pleasure in fools. Then he says, fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you to sin. And do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. Why should God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands? Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Therefore, fear God. That will help you to be able to not to always say things just for the sake of saying them. Not to make a vow and not be able to um, honor such a vow. It is not right. So, that is something which you need to always be careful of so that you are able to focus on the dreams that are from God. You need to pray after every dream. And the reason for it is either you want it fulfilled or to cancel it. So, if it is one of those schedules, one of those from the devil, you want to cancel it. One of those that you know that this cannot be done. You must be very quick to cancel such a dream. Because truth is, because when you sleep, your spirit is not sleeping. As your dream is coming to your spirit, you may find yourself speaking or saying things in the process of dreaming. Which, if you are not as careful enough, it is the very things that may hinder you from experiencing God or the, the true blessing of God because you were not careful enough. So be quick to cancel a bad dream. A dream that is not from God. A dream that is from the devil. Something that doesn't align with his um, 
with his plan and with his will for yourself. But if it is a dream from God, you want to pray such a prayer. When you wake up in this month, the very first thing you want to do is to pray the dream that you receive from God that it be fulfilled in your life. Many a times, people are missing out on their dreams because they tend to ignore them. They don't do anything about it. So just because you have dreamt doesn't mean that you will have what you want. Oh, I dreamt having a beautiful house and it just stays there. The house will not come. Or oh, I dreamt being a new job. I dreamt being in this, uh, you know, and, and because you're not careful enough to be able to pray such prayers that will have your life with that particular dream, it may not come. So dreaming and just continue dreaming without getting to a point where you are now bringing the very dreams that you're dreaming into fruition, it just becomes a waste of time as we just read in the scriptures just now. So it is very important for you to pray the right prayers so that God speaks to you through such uh, dreams. This is the one thing that you must look forward to and be very careful what you are doing, what to do after you had such a dream. He's able to reveal his plan to you. He can be able to give you instruction to show you what are the things that you need to be doing. Could it be a warning in some instances? You always have to remember such a dream that he spoke to you and he will show you what to do in your dream. He wants to reveal his plan in your dream. So be quick to be able to do what he is asking you to do. Job, book Job, I'll read you Job 33. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet not man does not perceive it. Then he says, in a dream, in a vision of a night, and that is where uh, the difference is between the dream and the vision. But this is now saying that sometimes God can give you his vision through a dream in the night. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon me, upon men, while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn men from his deed and conceal pride from men. He keeps back his power from the pit. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the soul. Man is also chastened with pain on his back and with strong pain in many of his bones, so that his life abhors bread and his soul succulent food. His flesh wastes away from sand and his bones stick out, which once were not seen. Yes, his soul draws near to the pit and his life to the executioners. If there is a messenger for him, a mediator, one among a thousand, to show man his uprightness, then he is gracious to him and says, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be young like a child. He shall return to the days of his youth. 
He shall pray to God, and he will delight in him. He shall see his face with joy, for he restores to man his righteousness. Then he looks at man and says, I've seen and perverted what was wrong, and it did not profit me. He will redeem his soul from going down to the pit, and his life shall see the land. Then he says, Behold, God works all these things twice, sometimes, in fact, three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life. Give ear, he says, Job, listen to me, hold your peace, and I'll speak. That is just what we need to learn. That God speaks to us in our in our dreams. I'll talk to you perhaps in the next meeting concerning visions and what to do with them. Because there's, there's a big difference between the two. It is very important to understand what to do with a vision God has given you. A vision can come to you as you're sitting here. You only need to be, to be, um, um, you know, attentive enough and 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 be, you know, um, listening with your spirit. He he will give you a vision, vision of God. It, it reveals God's nature. It, it it can come to you as you are praying. It is important for you to understand and be able to do what is required from you, so that this becomes a, a reality. You're able to bring this to fruition in your personal life. There is no better time to be paying attention to your dreams than now. Because that is what will help you going into the new year. It will help you be able to align yourself with his plan and his purpose for you and the very things that God wants concerning your life. I'm, I'm believing and hoping that God will reveal himself to you in a much greater measure. You will come to experience God at a different level in your life. You will come to know him. You will find yourself in his presence 24-7, hearing his voice all the time. You will not miss God in this time. Be attentive enough to his word. Be able to hear with the listen with the ears of the Spirit that you do not miss anything that the Spirit of God wants to reveal to you. It will help you begin to plan properly going into the new year. Begin to do the things that will help you to bring forth such excellent results and be fruitful and productive in all that you do. That is the one thing that I so much believe when you pay careful attention to, it will help you not to chase other people's dreams in life. Many people are not successful because they have left their own dreams and they are going after other people's dreams. Whatever it is that God has said to them, seemingly it doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. And that is why life is a struggle. Things are the way they are. So there comes a time when you just need to give yourself time to listen.
the Spirit of God, what God wants revealed to you specifically concerning His plans, His will for your life, and be able to follow this religiously so with all that you are. Before you know, your life has turned around for good. Things will begin to align. There'll be there'll be that there'll be that alignment with what you are experiencing in your life and what is happening in the realm of the spirit. Thank you. God bless you. We're going to give thanks.